0: Really got a try on that left hand side. What happened? <laughs> oh, but I've gone up and over and uh, he had over biscuit. It was a, uh, it was, a, it wasn't enough stability there for myself. But um, no, I was busting for a bit to make this game. It didn't seem to work out.
1: Hello, cheers, and welcome, welcome to the scrum of the earth the podcast that offers news, results, predictions, very cool interviews, and just so much more. As always, I am David Lawrence. I follow as much rugby as I can all over the world. I support my New England Free Jacks. I support my USA Eagles. I like the Scottish National Team, the Highlanders in Super Rugby, uh, Connacht in the URC, and I have recently added the hapless Bournemouth Bears to my list, and that is not going well. Anyway, The Scroll of the Earth is, in fact, a weekly podcast with bonus episodes frequently thrown in, and as you have probably surmised by now, that is what you are listening to right now. So for this bonus episode, I am hugely excited to welcome Mr. Scott Mathey, newly appointed head coach of the New England Free Jacks. Uh, Coach Mathey is in South Africa right now, but he caught up with me anyway. He took some time. I just can't believe how great that was. Uh, he will be joining us here in New England soon. It looks like early to mid-December. Poor guy, he's going to be here for the for the winter. Gosh. Uh, as a fan, I- I'm excited for you know his breadth of experience, his passion for the game, his passion for coaching. I'm hoping he's g- going to be able to stick around with us for the long haul. I really hope he's going to help build something very special here in New England, and that's what I foresee happening. So anyway, as always, thank you for tuning in. Please get in touch. I am at of scrum. I can always be found via the scrum of the earth at gmail.com. And hearing from you is my favorite part of this whole deal. Uh, If you can think of any other guests that you'd like to get me to have on here too, uh, please suggest them. I I can't guarantee it, but I will take a try. So this is a great one. I'm super excited to get to it. So let's get right to coach Matthew. It's going to be so much fun. Thanks for joining me. Talk to you soon. Quick side note. Um, there was a network issue with our Zoom call right at the beginning. So the first three to five minutes, I'd say, um, are really bad. They they drop in and out. But I did fix it. You'll hear me talking about it in the app. Ep- um, so if you're listening and you think, oh my gosh, this is crappy. I can't listen to it. just Just give it a couple minutes. It will come back in and everything will be fine. Sorry about that. And thank you. Okay. So, as I have said, I am ecstatic to introduce my next guest, the new head coach of my beloved New England Free Jacks, and frankly, all around amazing guy, Mr. Scott Matthew. Uh, If Wikipedia is to be believed, he played professional rugby for about nine years, playing for several teams in South Africa, as well as a couple in the UK. Uh, coach, first of all, am I, am I okay to call you Scott, and do I have it generally right so far?
0: That sounds uh, pretty perfect, to be honest. Uh,
1: yeah. Well, that, that, that's awesome. So welcome, welcome to the Scrum of the Earth. Uh, if I may, I just wanted to ask a couple more things about your playing career, if that's all right with you. Um, by the way, when, when you get here, expect the amount of rugby coverage you find to drop off precipitously from what you're used to right now. Um, it seems like uh, the, the team you might have played the most with outside of South Africa was Leeds Carnegie. Am I right about that?
0: Yeah, that's correct, I don't know.
1: And I think they've changed their name and even branding since then, though. Is that right?
0: They've had a few name changes over the years. It used to be Leeds Tykes, and then it was Yorkshire Carnegie, and then it was
1: Leeds Carnegie. And... <laughs> oh, we got a frozen screen there, but I'm just, uh, I am just—I think we're back. I think
0: I, uh, I'm not sure where it is.
1: No, I think it's, hello? Yeah, yeah, we're, I'm still here. Thanks. Oh, uh, there we go. I lost you there. Sorry, man. So, uh, can you talk just for a minute about like how different was it playing in England versus playing back at home? Uh, w- did it really make a big difference to you? Was it noticeable where you're like, oh wow, this is a whole different animal?
0: Yeah. Look, there was a significant difference. I think, I, th- I think I learned and grew uh, considerably uh, more in the UK as really? a scrum off. Yeah, as a scrum off specifically. I think um, South Africa. Um, you, you get to play a lot of like dry, flat tracks and uh, a lot of it just was tempo-based, you know, just get the ball in and out. And I think back then that it was that was all that was required.
1: I think at the Sharks and the Bulls, you know, we just, just needed to get in and get out. And I think a lot, a lot of the time, th- Time the uh, the type
0: of stuff is, is, is kind of goes to the wayside because it, there's such a pipeline of, of talent. Um, whereas Ooh. I found in, in the UK um, they invest a lot more, um, so they stick by them, they work with them. Uh, I saw that I saw that first time when I looked at the juniors, but then my position marbles found the UK because of the wet conditions and the varied conditions, because you kind of play through. Two vastly different as uh, the centres are so different, you really have to strategically know the game, and uh, your your kicking game improves. How to game manage, how to close out the game, how to um, speed up a game. You know these were things that we didn't really, uh, we didn't really learn in South Africa. So I found my game just increase, uh, just get a lot better um, going over there.
1: So I, I realized that the the connectivity issue I've got right now is my on my end. So I'm going to switch networks. So we might drop out for just a sec, but it should be right back. And then we should stop having the little glitchiness. So just give me, bear with me. And there we go. Still there. Yeah. All good. Oh, good. Oh, good. That That's going to be so much better. So, so I'm one of the few people in America who was following the Curry cup and uh, I watched the whole thing and I watched the lead up to the final, an incredible final too. And, um, you know, all, only a few years ago, it looked to me like the Greek was, I think you, they had a, a winless season, maybe even three or four years ago. And that's, that's much different this year. They, they were serious contenders. They, they, you know, it looked like they were fighting to make the playoffs. That has to do with you. That, that's got to be, you, you've got to take some credit for that influence. Is that right?
0: Yeah, well, look, we we in twenty nineteen we we made the semifinals as assistant coach then, and then twenty twenty uh we had a winless season. We um we played against a lot of the Springbok teams, so all, all, all the play all the Springboks were back, you know. Mm. So and uh, we we did look. It was a it was a hell of a tough season um as a management group as a player group, but we, out of the 12, the eleven games we played, um, seven of them we came within seven points. Huh. So. We didn't win, but I, I generally felt that uh, we were doing something right. Uh, really, when you play against Springbok filled uh, teams, it's a different beast uh, in, in its entirety. And I, re- I thought that the young players and group that we had there was was really going to was really going to kick on. Um, we just needed a little bit of leadership and a little bit of um, a little bit of maturity from those younger players. And then this year, going into the Curry Cup, uh, you know, we got those one or two leaders the young players that have played through a a year against the Springbok filled sides had matured a bit. And, you know, that's, that's often what you need, you know, and you get a, you get a couple of wins and and belief grows and the side was just able to put away some big sides. And uh, I think that's, and I think there's something to be said for that. Sometimes you need a bit of time, you know, So time's important and and players need time because you, you can't mature overnight. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I really, it was such a play, uh, such a great thing to see these guys come of age, if you will.
1: Well, the, what you're talking about is a big thing here in New England. When you get here, you'll find uh, the, the New England Patriots fandom is, it is permeating society at every level. Mm. You know, every third person who walks by is going to be wearing a Patriots hat. And of course, we've had Coach Belichick for something like 21 years now, and New Englanders really like that. Um, and as freejax fan we haven't had that yet and obviously you can't see entirely into the future but our hope certainly is that you're going to be here for for the long haul to, to build something rather than just kind of come in and go out is that that's your aim i'm hoping
0: yeah no look i, I think from the start it was it was the aim you know i, I really want to um, create and, and and build i think for me it's not about it's not about the club uh, sorry it's not about the team it's about the club so for me, it's really about more than just than, than the senior team that plays MLR, MLR every week. It's about the actual franchise and, and how we grow that franchise from from its roots, grassroots, up through the, the whole the whole process, you know, and it obviously culminates in the MLR, MLR team carrying the flag, if you will, for that franchise, but it's so much more than just than, than, than just one team, you know. It's a, it's mm. about the franchise and entirety. So I think we we I think as fans and as supporters and and pundits, we have got to have that, that that mentality that we're not we're not building a, a team, we're building a franchise. And I, I think that's the that's the important thing. And I and I'm excited to be a part of that. And you don't and I've you know I, I've learned you don't build something like that <laughs> in short term. You know that's that's a long term thing, and it's it's about really sticking to what you believe and sticking to what you know works. And just hammering away because I learned that last year. It was it was tough times, but and people you know have their say and it and you know it was so be it. But if you know where you're going and you and you trust what you're doing, you just hammer away
1: and it 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 comes right. There. I like that. Um so you you've mentioned you're you're planning to actually arrive here in December. I can tell you now, uh, the New England winters are not fun. Uh, So when your family does come here, they're going to be asking you a lot of questions that sound like, (laughs) <laughs> what have you done why are you doing this to us why do you hate it why do you hate us so much what have we done to deserve this uh but the the payoff is what you're kind of missing right now which is the autumn which you know people come from literally all over the country yeah, just so. to see the, the the fall foliage today i would describe it as spectacularly beautiful out so there there will be a payoff but uh you're going to be in for the yeah. crappy part <laughs> at the beginning
0: there. Uh, So i mean I, I try to get my i'm um... My dad's a, a massive fan of New England. He's never been and uh, oh. he, like, like both of us are, are very fond of uh, a s- bit of historians in, in a way so we just love the history of, of new England and, and Boston and I actually tried to get get a holiday for him about five six years ago for the fall foliage you know oh. uh, but I couldn't quite afford it then you know so he uh, he's primed for next year uh, yeah. September he'll, he'll definitely,
1: yeah he'll definitely he'll no excuses be this day. Oh, that's great exactly. um so uh this is kind of a side thing from the free jacks um how plugged in were you to the uh the lions series in south africa just a i guess a month or so ago now were you paying close attention was it kind of uh under the radar because you were so busy coaching no, no,
0: very, very, look I'm, I'm a rugby fan I, like uh I, I love the game and sometimes it's nice for me, those line series and when the Springboks play, i I watch as a fan. I mean, uh, when I watch a game twice, i watch as a coach, but if I watch the Springboks first, like when they play straight up, uh, I'm there with a beer in hand and some bull tongue and what have you. I I want to, I want to get immersed in it, you know? So Mm -hmm. the line line series has been a big one for us. You know, I remember, you know, 97 when I was, uh, what was that? I was still in high school when they toured. And then I went to the game in Durban where, that we lost. Jeremy Guscott kicked that drop goal, and we—I uh, remember being in a pub with one of our South African cricketers in, in Leeds. He was playing for Yorkshire Carnegie, the cricket ah. team, and we watched when Mornay's thank the kick over, and we went in a pub full of uh, Englishmen. So,
1: oh, um, oh that yeah, was something.
0: Yeah, it was special. So this one, yeah, was was also great to get that victory. Uh, I think. I mean, it only comes around every twelve years, so I get bragging rights over my mates in Leeds for twelve years. So that, that's <laughs> so <far> down, <laughs>
1: So uh, Rassi Erasmus, who I kind of admire, I, I got to say, uh, he, he got some heat during this series for some of the the media stuff he did. And uh, people were questioning, you know, Waterboy Rassi out there on the field and everything. I thought that stuff was all great. It, 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 you know as a New England Patriots fan, it's it's similar to Coach Belichick, where I'm like, well, if they're you know, if they want me to stop doing that, they can make a rule, but they don't have one yet. And I feel like Rassi approaches things the same way. where do you stand on Rassi? Do you think he's is he right at the edge? Is he doing everything right? Uh would you tell him to back off the gas a little bit?
0: No, I, I don't I think it's who he is. You know, I think I think he's he's a phenomenal coach, man. And and if you follow the career of Rassi, even here in in South Africa when he was at the cheetahs he would sit on top of the stadium with flashlights and his team would he would that's how he would communicate to them and this was back in the day you know wow. you in which play to run and cetera, et cetera. Um, so he's always been and he's always been on on the edge with everything whether it's you know figuring out how to how to see what the other team is doing and you know leaving false notes in the change room or whatever it is uh. so you know, but lots of that type. But I mean, I mean that those are all the all the little things on the side. But uh, he's, he's a, just a, a rugby brain and a, and a complete uh, g- like genius when it comes to the game. So, uh, look, I think I think he will always push the envelope. I, I think sometimes he's going to get a lot of bite back. Um, there's going to be a lot of um, he's going to divide opinion. You always he always will divide opinion. But a lot of the times he does things that that changed the game and, mm. and and cause people to to rethink i think for this last one to rethink how refs are communicating to coaches how are um, the laws being uh, dealt with and refereed and 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 or, you, you know we can we can all we can we can sit back and say well it's not right and this that but there's a lot of. I think every coach in the country or every coach in the world has said at some time going. I actually would love to. Would want to do that because mm-hmm. it's it's not it's not right what's happened on the weekend and and for, for wherever game you know. So um, yeah, I think I think it was partially that. I don't think he wouldn't. I don't think he would have done it if if uh, if there wasn't uh, things that came out on the media the week before with from the Lions side and uh, obviously it was a way also a means to probably get um a bit of leverage uh in that law in in that test but yeah i I just i just i'm I'm with you i think he's i think he's a pioneer in many aspects of things i think he pushes the envelope Uh, sometimes it goes a little bit over sometimes it doesn't but uh he he definitely affects the game and i think that's what
1: that's what what rugby needs you mentioned him sort of being a divisive figure but i feel like in a way the way that division is created also makes his team love him more i feel like after the the media storm during this line series i feel like the Bucks just have to be all in on him right he's their guy and they're his right like they have to be all in right now right
0: yeah i i agree i mean i I definitely but i think every team uh, you know all great all very all great coaches i think the players have that kind of all in on their coach you know that that kind of I Play for my coach, you know. And people can say now I play for my family and I play for the pride and I play for the jersey, but a lot of the time it's got to do with, you know, I, I, I really believe in this coach and I, he backs me and I want to play for him, you know. And if you can get that, if you can capture that in a the team, then you know, all the little, all the rest of things just kind of it becomes a bit of a snow, it becomes a massive weapon. It's, it's,
1: I think, it's, it's, it's probably the strongest one. So, where do you think the Springboks are right now? I, I, I'm assuming you watched. The, the match mm. yesterday, uh, that's three on the bounce. I, I didn't expect that at all. To two to the Aussies and then one to New Zealand, uh, th- that's three in a row. How are the box feeling right now? Do you think?
0: No, I'm sure they gutted. I, I look, I I didn't see us beating Australia. I never, not in Australia, we have a terrible record there. We never really? beat in there. Yeah, we really? just don't, we don't win in Australia. Um, and Australia is a bit of a there's a massive. It's always a stumbling block for South Africa. I mean, there's been World Cups where they've just outplayed us, outsmarted us, and and we just we're a strange, um, a strange beast, South Africa. You know, it's a team that needs to play with energy and emotion. They need they need emotion, like real, real raw emotion, um, because it's a physical game they play. So if they off physically, just ten percent. They, you don't get the same impact and the same destructiveness that you, that that you find that generates victories for them, you know. And I'm talking against the big teams. So and often I think they 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 see Australia as uh, as physically inferior,
1: mm.
0: and they drop the level of their their, their physicality and intensity. And what, what Australia are really good at is being able to move the ball around and 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 find weakness in your your attack. They're very skillful. And the, the, they, they, they get the better of us. I mean, we should never lose those games. We dominate set-piece. We mm-hmm. dominated uh, scrums, malls. I mean, you shouldn't lose in that. But, uh, you know, we, we're off physically. Like, all our contacts, our breakdown work wasn't good. Um, yeah, so that was disappointing. I mean, the, the, the All Black game was it was great to see us back at our physical best. Mm. But it, we were always going to be at our physical best because the motion was there against New Zealand in 100 tests.
1: Of course hundred
0: we, we should have won that game we again the ball blacks we've made them make a lot of errors we didn't we didn't play well off turnover we kicked away some some really good attacking ball we didn't manage a game well uh, so the, I think they'll be really devastated from that loss because there's no way we should have lost that game um playing uh yeah just dominating like we did so I'm very interested to see this weekend because I want to see if they can get themselves up again for it because that that's going to be a good, a good um, indication of where the squads are. I feel, I, feel
1: like I feel like the blood is in the water for that one. I think, I think uh, New Zealand should probably strap on now because <laughs> that, that's going to be tough. Uh, Rico Yoani, by the way, incredible season this, this year for him. He, he's, he's at a, a, a next level. It, sometimes you can, I don't know how you feel about the Haka, but as a viewer, sometimes that's your indicator, like who's going to really be on that game and, Rico in the in the Haka, I don't want to get anywhere near that guy.
0: <laughs> He's just way yeah, over the top. got some special players there, as Special players.
1: So as plenty of people in the media are, are sort of criticizing South Africa for their play. Um, I actually like it and I think it makes a lot of sense. And again, as a New England fan, uh, winning is what matters and that's what they're doing. So... But things are, are turning a little bit. Uh, what do you think about their style of play? Do you think it's going to evolve? Um, do you like it? How do you feel about that right now?
0: Yeah, I think the first thing is is is, is like with anything, the, the beauty of, of play is, is it's the beauty in the eye of the beholder, isn't it? I mean, so many people oh, I like offloads and I like throwing the ball around. And that's, that's great if you like that. But some people just like to watch people run over people. <laughs> some people like to watch physical dominance and and then and, and it's how who, who's one person to say that that's that's the beautiful way to play and that's not ah so i have an issue with just the the, the actual um the way people uh what do you call it to just put that together in their brains you know how they compile that argument that doesn't make sense to me huh. um, but Saying that, I, I don't have an issue with the with the the Springbok style of play. I think as any coach, you structure how you play according to the weapons that you have. Um, we can't play an Australian type of game because our our, our skill sets probably not suited to that. Our skill sets suited to um, uh, set piece dominance. Our skill sets suited to a physical abrasive defense. I think where we are falling short is that. We we can because we our, our defense is so dominant and we can we can force a lot of turnover. I think we forced like something like eighteen or nineteen turnovers on the weekend against All Blacks. It might even mm. be more. I don't I don't feel we transition very well. I think we can do that better um, because that will make us you know, a lethal team. So I, I think we can work better on once we get a turnover. Now there's broken play. Are we moving the ball to space? Are we? Are we taking the right options there? Are we taking the risks then? Um, Where I think a lot of the time we default to, no, don't take the risk. Let's kick it again. Mm. Um, I think we can be better at that. Um, And I think we can be, there's sometimes a bit of decision-making when we're in the the opposition's um, uh, territory, their own half, where I think we can apply maybe sometimes pressure through phases, uh, whereas we want to apply pressure, obviously through kick contests and getting them on the ground and then putting them under pressure. So, uh, but I think it's small things. I, I, I just think they need better transition wise and just be sometimes just make better decisions in terms of of when to keep the ball and when not to uh, mm. in opposition half. I don't have any issue with not playing our own half and and um, the way they if you got a set piece like that. I mean, sheesh. Why wouldn't you just scrum yeah. penalties? Why
1: wouldn't you more for penalties? It's, the the sees unstable I mean,
0: yeah. yeah, so I, I don't have an issue with that. I, I, I just think you'll find the box will be a lot more um, attractive to people that say we're not attractive if we transition better, hmm. if we keep the ball a bit, bit more in, in the opposition's half, um, and if we have Cheslin Colby. You know what I mean? So that's a big that's a big difference. <laughs> it's massive. So I, I don't know. I, I think that's where my head's at with that. Uh, yeah.
1: Are oh, you yeah. happy to see Malcolm Marks getting starts? So he's just he's one of my favorite players.
0: Yeah, he, he he's he's a weapon, isn't he? he um, I think he's he's got his lineup throwing right now. I think he struggled with that in his earlier days, but he, he, that's coming along nicely. He's He's excellent on the ground. Oh, geez, he's just a physical, physical specimen.
1: He's a beast. <laughs> um, so they've been dealing uh, in these competitions. They've been dealing with a bunch of these new rules that have sort of been experimentally rolled out. Um, what have you thought about these new rules? Like, especially the fifty twenty-two. do you think that's good for rugby? Um, and is it something you want to see in MLR? Is it, uh, I, I got to say, as uh, rugby is so niche in America and we're still trying to get people to understand the game. I I fear that the 50-22 would just create confusion for American fans because it's like, wait, you kicked it last time and it's your ball, and you kicked it this time and it's their ball. I just I just wonder how easy that's going to be to explain. But w- what's your thought on that yeah, rule? I, like
0: I, I think it's an I think it's an irrelevant rule. Honestly, it's there's been one 50-22 in the in the rugby championship here uh, of, of a um, a nine kind of kick, a uh, rolling kick into the corner from a set-piece um, hit-up of a line-out. Uh, but besides that, I haven't seen... I haven't. Seen, the reason why it's put in there is, is is so that the wingers are dropping back further, you know what I mean, to protect right. that. To, to
1: create space for attack.
0: Well, but it doesn't make a difference because you play with two covers at the back anyway uh, when a team's in their own half. So another team's in their own half, you've got your defensive line and you've got two guys back anyway so your wing will sit your wing will sit on a slight half so that your your, so your wing will, so the open side wing will sit slightly back anyway but mm-hmm. meters which means the fullback will be positioned uh, a little bit over and then you'll have one more one more guy at the back so you usually have your 10 and 15 some teams play with a, a wing and a, and a 15 at the back but you usually always have two guys back plus a wing on a, on a, on a slight half. So I don't, I don't, for me, I, I, I don't think it makes a difference.
1: Huh.
0: And if a team runs, then, then the wing goes up. Then the 15, the 15 covers that space on the touchline. The 10 comes across. So I, I just, I really, I don't think it's, it's having the the effect that they thought that it might have. Um, yeah. So I don't, I don't know how much thought was actually put into it in the first place, to be honest, because I, I don't know. I, I yeah, I haven't seen enough evidence that, it's, that, that people are exploiting space out wide from it.
1: Yeah, I understand the idea of it. I, I also haven't seen evidence that it has panned out that way. And also, um, I think in the, so not this weekend, but the last, the, the premiership started up back up in England. And in, I think the opening match, there was something like 18 kicks that were attempts at the 50-22, none of which worked. So it kind mm. of changed the complexion of the game, but never actually panned out the way you know the, the advantage was never created that they were trying to. So, yeah, <clears throat> do you think it's just going to, you go- know, what I mean?
0: I, that, that's my thoughts now. I, it might uh, team guys might figure ways to, to evolve that and to structure it so that you can, um, can position yourself for, for a 20-22 a a kick, but I think 50-22. But I think the purpose of it was to create run space. So I think that was the purpose. But what you, people might find ends up happening if you've got set-piece dominant teams that will try and structure something so that they can kick more, mm. so that they can get, the, get the, the, the the line out and get them all. So I don't know if, if it's serving the purpose of what they wanted to achieve in the first place, which is actually teams moving
1: the ball more to space. Is there talk in Major League Rugby about adopting some of these new rules or is it just not even on the radar? No, I think... Uh, uh there, there has been
0: chat but uh it, it hasn't been um nothing's been ratified yet eh? so i think in december they're gonna the, the the decisions are gonna be made and everything's gonna be put out to the coaches and stuff so oh, okay yeah i think that's where we at the moment um
1: yeah well, so now that we've touched on the mlr so first of all a really basic question is major league rugby available to watch there in the rainbow nation is it is it free to air can you just turn on the tv and see it are people are aware of it are people watching it all do you ever randomly tune into a game and just kind of randomly catch it
0: no so you, you can stream it <clears throat> um if you, but but it's not easily accessible it's not uh, like i had to um one of my coaching colleagues gave me a, a site where you can, you can you can get on there and you can watch all the games and you can and, and stream it you can't watch it on 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 the tv um, but guys are aware of it. I, I think that's the big thing. I, I think, I think what sets the ML, MLR apart, what I've experienced just in recent, like you know, in the short term, is the marketing's great. I think uh, American marketing is just is, is just supreme, you know, um, especially compared to, to South Africa. So I think that that that's really good. So the the, the word's getting out there. You're getting. Um, top coaches coming over. I mean, with Heineken Mayer over, you get some New Zealand guys coming over. You're getting good players, you're getting marquee players that come over, which is which is great. And I think the more, the more that happens, and I just see every year teams getting added and another team's getting added and more players are coming over and more players are now, I mean, you wouldn't believe the amount of players that have been like, Oh, coach, man, like if I have that opportunity, she's just don't forget about me, you know, that type of stuff. There's definitely a a strong desire uh, for a lot of players to come over. I think people are becoming more and more aware of it. Uh, It's definitely something that's on the radar. Uh, Yeah.
1: So... I think most of us know you have worked with Joe Johnston, and I think you've worked with Eric Diaga. Are there any other uh, free jacks that you've encountered previously as a coach?
0: No, so I haven't. I haven't worked with Joe. Mark um, Mark Rogers, our assistant, has worked with Joe.
1: Oh, that's right. I'm sorry, I was completely. Uh,
0: yeah, I've worked with Eric. Uh, this just his last season for five games, and he's a he's a he's a he's a top lad, you know. Yeah. Diligent, hard work, good man, um, but I've I've had a chat to uh, to. Probably about half a dozen, maybe a bit more of the players um, in the last couple of weeks. I'm trying to get through uh, the rest of the squad now. Just with the time, I only can get through a couple of weeks. I've got to work out the timings and where they are currently. They're in New Zealand and this guys in England and this guy's in. <laughs> Um But uh, had really good conversations. You know, there's there's some there's some. I think what's what's been evident so far is that they they're all very good men. You know, just just good characters, guys that are. They speak well, and they they are articulate, and they, they you know even if they don't, they're well mannered, and I I I just think that's that that's a great start, you know. Yeah. Well,
1: I'm sure you you can tell already too. It, it's very much all hands on deck here. Uh, so a guy like Connor Kindrigan, who's one of my favorite players. I'm at a game once and he, he's not playing that day. So they have him in the stands working a camera. He's just, literally just in the crowd, you know, just doing some video. And it's that kind of mentality. And he looked happy to do it. And uh, I feel like that's what the Free Jacks are all about. Is that your sensibility so far?
0: No, I, 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 I definitely agree with that. And look, it's, it's, it's something I'm used to. I hear at Greek was to um, the prop that was injured. He'd be filming the scrum session and, we we'd really you know if we need guys helping out with analysis and their different positions and if we need someone to you know get over and get something done then it's it's all kind of hands on deck. I mean if we if we're building lockers and it's we building lockers if we. uh <laughs> we putting flooring down, we're putting flooring down, you know, and that's coaching. You know?
1: <laughs> well, uh, I was uh, going to say, uh, because you're going to be here in the winter and you're going to be, you're going to get snow dumped on you the, that first time. Uh, that sounds like a team building exercise to me. Uh, go clear the coach's driveway, guys.
0: <laughs> I, I could, I could, yeah, I could see that forming into a full on snowball fight, which could be quite, quite <laughs> <funny. laughs>
1: cool. You know, it could be good for But everybody. you know what, I, I look,
0: I know I've heard it's very cold, but I mean, yeah. I just, Kimberly can, look, it's not as cold, nowhere near as cold as Boston, but we get down to, you know, minus, minuses uh, in the early mornings and stuff like that, but we don't have indoor heating here. That's the problem.
1: Oh, that's because crazy. When you,
0: that's crazy. When you, yeah, no, no, it's, it's the winters, yeah, you can't, you're jumping into the shower and then diving into bed before, we're trying to get the heat <laughs> on, it's literally freezing. So you guys have got it's warm, at least inside your houses. It is. is. Which is, is, I'm really (laughs) looking forward to that. Well,
1: (laughs) I'll warn you now that the thing that wears on you is it'll dump snow. And then there's, you know, these massive, you know, mounds of snow everywhere. And then it just stays there because it never warms up enough to melt. So it just kind of slowly gets covered with soot from all the cars. And then you just have this uh, sort of black uh, and gray mounds that never seem to go away. It's, 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 uh-huh. it's grim. And uh, in February, you're going to be leaving your house when it's still dark out. And then you're going to leave work and it's going to be dark again. <laughs> and uh th- th- that's that's tough on, on the mind sometimes so uh <laughs> yeah no, it's so good <laughs> there, there will be a payoff when spring eventually comes no, there, will, sure. there will probably one be one last blizzard in april and then you'll get some spring but <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh i have a couple of quick questions for you just to to oh. to end it up here um can you tell me a, a a player on our team that you don't know yet but that you're particularly excited to work with there, there's probably too many to answer that's probably a tough question
0: Another um, team that I don't know that I'm, I'm that I haven't met. Actually, I've, I've met six of these guys already. Uh, I'm quite keen to um, um, meet old the uh, newcomer. I've 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 watched a bit of his um, his footage, and uh, you know he he seemed to have scrummed pretty well. Uh, so I think there, there's 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 a lot there to work with. So
1: I'm interested to meet meet him and see how he progresses. there so again, all my research, of course, is from Wikipedia, so it could be totally wrong. But if I'm right, do you find it odd that you played for two different teams, both named the Sharks?
0: <laughs>
1: you played for it the is. Sharks. You played for the Sharks in South Africa, and then for Sale. Yeah, yeah.
0: it is slightly odd. I sometimes look at that and think, uh, and I can just incorporate the birds and just apply to the Sharks.
1: But yeah, no, just... <laughs> I hope you have both jerseys still. I do. <laughs> is it eerie? that for that latter club you had 10 appearances and 10 points i feel like uh, a point to match minimum is pretty good right like that would be a good all-time record right
0: yeah yeah man i wish i'd played more there man i had a, I had a bloody knee injury in the season so i didn't get as many pretty things as i did but at least i got two tries so i'm happy with that
1: so have you actually been to the u.s before i know you mentioned uh your your dad has been hoping to make a trip uh have you actually managed to make it here before
0: so we went on a trip as a family when I was 13, and uh, we, we literally flew into Florida, went to Disney World for a week, and then we left.
1: Oh, okay. So it was, it was <laughs> Probably my, not, not indicative of, of ordinary United States.
0: <laughs> no, no. So that's all I know. I was there for literally a week in Orlando, and that was Universal Studios and all that stuff. Great. Amazing as a child. I, I, I oh, yeah. Time.
1: Yeah, I went right when I was, I think, 12, and I was just yeah (laughs) a whole new awakening for me um give me a moment where you were most inspired by a coach of yours so maybe it could be a whole season it could be you know a, a day it could be a singular talk where you were just sitting down with somebody who said things to you that made a big difference for you as a player or a person uh what was that moment and what made it more significant for you as a player or a coach or just as a person
0: um I think the one that I always remember, and it's crazy because uh, you know I've had—I mean, I've had a lot of dealings with Hanukkah Meyer where I, like I've just been inspired, and Dick Muir, where who's who really was a mentor and a coaching mentor for me. But I think the the the, the thing I can remember the most is I was playing uh Craven Week, which is how equivalent of i mean i don't know if you guys know about it. so all the provinces
1: I'm, I'm, I'm probably one of 10 people in the u.s who knows what craven cup is okay.
0: yeah so i mean i was there starting a nine for the natal sharks craven week and we had a massive game against the free state uh, it was our last game of the of the of the competition and um the coach didn't pick me the year before I was uh, I was in like the B team, so I would eventually got in now, and, he, and he's picked me. And before the game, he's going around to all the players on the on the on the field, we're stretching, you know, just getting ready for the game. And he was going through every player, and it was like a proper like each player was getting a, a quite a big rap, like make sure you do this, and make sure this gets done, and remember this, and don't forget that as he goes through each player. And when he got to me, he just got to me, just said, "No, you'll be fine." And he carried on. So wow. it was straight. I just felt like you know. Even whether he whether he did it on purpose or not, or whether he realized it or not, I, I just felt so confident after that that uh, it was yeah it was, you know it was just allowed me just to be me.
1: Oh man, that must, that must have been so freeing. Did you did you have a great game that night?
0: Yeah, I did. We I uh, did really well. Um, I, I played SS. I made SS. They say schools team after off from from those three games and after that game in particular. So. Yeah, it was just it was just a well-timed um,
1: words that actually had a had a massive influence. That's I love that. That's great. So, of course, the other side of that same coin is: is there a moment where you felt like you were on the other side and you inspired somebody? Did you see a moment in a, in a player's eyes where you feel like, yeah, I, the thing I just did that made a difference for this player?
0: I think more more so. Long term wise, I think as a coach, I mean, you never quite know when you've inspired someone to do something. Then so well, you know. Okay. I mean, there's words of advice that you give, but I've seen more reward from a coaching perspective when I see players come through um, difficulties, or they come from backgrounds where they they've been outcast and they've been thrown aside, and they've got they've got they've got problems with. The discipline and they've got problems with, 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 you know what I mean, or confidence issues. And then you see them a season later just with constant affirmation or constant hey, amen, just keep doing this, or, or sometimes constant discipline. That mm. you see this player become what he, you know, align himself more to his potential, you know what I mean? I think that's where the reward is. So there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a lot of guys like, especially this year. I mean, the four or five guys who I've just seen over the course of three years, just become different people and become a lot better players. Uh, um, so that's been rewarding. Uh, I think, I mean, Andre Smith, the guy who he's at, he's at the Stormers now. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was with us for three years. He got thrown away from the bulls and, um,
1: uh, and
0: and you know he he was I think he'll admit it too like the discipline was not his thing you know and and uh, you know professionalism was, was discipline was, was not
1: his thing. thing that's a that's a great way to put it yeah
0: and, and, and <laughs> I mean last year we had to deal with yellow cards and 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 issues on you know with that but you know he played the semi final this year and he was the best he's been in a jersey and I'm talking discipline wise physical you know he was just everything that you wanted. a a four lock to be um, because he definitely has the ability to be anything he wants to be, you know? And uh, yeah, just for him to get a a gig at the stormers and to be involved in now he's on the bench last night against Benetton, Mm. just really good, man, to see a guy turn it around.
1: So we're talking about inspiration and coaching is inspiration, the key to motivation for players, or is that something you always have to find internally anyway? Like if you're a player and maybe The coach isn't speaking your same language. Is that something you need to find in yourself? Is that is it external? Is it internal?
0: It's a bit of everything. It's a bit of both. Uh, I think players have to take accountability for their own match preparation. I think it's important. I think that they must that they they always need to have what's important to me. Why do I play this game? Why do I want to do well? Why you know those type of things? They need to. The the more the, the clearer that that is for them. The more consistent a player is, um, and the more motivated they are for games, because they have this that, that, that question solved. Um, as a coach, though, I think it's important that you help them get there, so that you help them understand why they're playing it for them. You help them understand what's important about consistency, what's important about effort, what's important about um, attitude and character. You know, and I think you take them on that, you take, so and it's, that's the, that's the hard part, isn't it? I mean, it's the exciting part was the challenge, you know, where's that player at? Where's his at, head at? What is he playing for? Why is he performing so inconsistently? How can I help him understand the why and how do I help him, how do I get him to a point where he can, he can find those answers and ultimately perform in a consistent manner, you know, and that, and that takes variety of forms, you know, whether it's, the carrot, whether it's the stick, whether it's whatever, you, know, you do what you need to do to help that car get where it needs to be.
1: Well, in a really simplistic way, it seems like rugby is all about how fast you get back up once you hit the ground, which feels like a great metaphor for life in a way. It's uh, you know the the guys who are getting up the fastest, who have, show that resilience, are the ones who come up with the victory in the end, and that that's sort of the truth in life too. Do you think that's true?
0: Yeah, uh, definitely. I mean, that's that, that's what it's all about. I mean, uh, that, uh, my whole philosophy is, is you know, is, is really the, the environment must be the most competitive it can be. And the reason I say that is because the teachers, uh, if you have if you have the most competitive environment, you creating competitions in everything you do, whether it's in, in uh, a defense one-on-one drill, whether it's in a passing drill, whatever it is, whether it's you know, playing table tennis in your free time. It, there must be competition everywhere because players are then forced to lose and win multiple times on a daily basis. And if you're losing uh, six, six or seven times a day, I get to see how you come back from losing every time. So uh, you lost, lost this wrestling drill four times in a row. Are you coming back with the same effort that you went into the first one on the fifth one? Because if you're not, you're not getting better. And then then I've got problems. Then I've got issues with with what you're about because I want the most competitive guys. So if they're coming back the sixth time with as much effort as they went the first time, that's the guy I want because I know over a period of time that guy's going to get better and better and better because he keeps going hard. He keeps going hard. And, and he keeps dealing with failure. He deals with it, and he comes back harder. Because how else can you, can you respond to failure? You've got to respond with, with effort. Learn from your mistakes, but go, 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 go. And, and ultimately, effort gets rewarded,
1: I believe. I love that. That's great. Um, and by the way, um, the, the four South African teams have gone up now and have officially joined the United Rugby Championship. Uh, all four of them played this weekend. Uh, a little surprising results. Did you did you catch any of that action? Uh, the Bulls got pretty manhandled by Leinster. Is that a is that a big warning flag for all four of these teams? If the Bulls are their, their top. No,
0: I, no. I thought we'd lose all four games. To be honest, I'm uh, so I'm, I'm surprised the Lions won. Um, but, that was good. That uh, was a good game. Yeah, it, no, it was. But I, honestly, I, I didn't see us winning any of them, and. I put that uh, look because, because of a squ-
1: squad depletion
0: because of the box or yeah, you, you can't, I mean, Curry cup compared to, you know, that is, you, you can't play against Munster and Leinster without, I mean, they got all the internationals you can't play against them without your internationals. I mean, you, you, it's like, it's like when the British lines, uh, British Lions came over and played against the Curry cup teams. It's not the same. The guys are just at another level. And, 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 you know, you're asking guys also to, to go over to uh, travel first, uh, quarantine for a week, travel, play in a in a venue they've never played at, uh, with uh, referees they've never been ref by.
1: Yeah, is that um, gonna is that gonna make a huge difference for these teams? Do you think? Uh, it will. It will for the first three weeks, maybe okay. three four weeks.
0: But after that, the guys will just adjust and adapt, and uh, and it'll. they already. You'll you'll probably see next week that there'll be a lot of um, adaptation. I don't see it lasting more than three weeks, to be honest. Okay, um, but uh, so so all those things combined, uh, I think you can't expect too much, and I, I don't think you can read into the South African teams too much until uh, until uh, a couple, maybe three four three four weeks, or maybe after this away tour, when they get their when they get their box back. I think it'll be uh, very different. Mm. I think they see different stuff happening in, in South Africa too when those guys come over.
1: Some of the Irish pundits I, I've listened to have said we kind of wish that we had to travel at the beginning instead because uh, like this is not going to be indicative of what these teams are going to be like to face later. And then now we have to go later in the season down to South Africa. So it's us doing the traveling and they'll be fully loaded. And uh, do you think this is okay to sort of have this opening couple of weeks where they're just letting a couple of games go because knowing that they're going to get back and better and stronger at home?
0: Yeah, look, it is what it is. I mean, it's not ideal, but uh, I think you know, I mean, it's going to happen at some point. Rather, it happened in the early days so that we can feel how how the refereeing is going to be, how they're going to ref the game. Uh, what's the, how, let the rest of the squad kind of adapt to, you know, to that style of play and that that intensity. Because the the the, the Springboks will know that intensity. They would have uh, have played it. So uh, I think it's important that these guys get that same feel and that same. Um, understanding. So I'm not too concerned. I I, 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 didn't expect wins. Um, so I, I just think it's, 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 a learning curve the first couple of weeks. And I think things will change. Uh, I think will change after the first four weeks. I really do.
1: So do you think this is going to be a better competition than super rugby? Uh, I've been, you know, when I started watching super rugby, there were South African teams involved and obviously the travel is a nightmare. <laughs> Argentina, South Africa, and New Zealand, it's, it's nuts, um, is this a better competition is this a better format for these teams i think i think it's i think it's the right competition
0: for south africa uh, I, I think super rugby you, you know I, I think up until geez, i remember when i was at school it was oh man you couldn't wait for friday morning and it was just uh, you, you know and I, and I think it's it's hit, it's it's hit its curve you know it's it's it was on a. It was finding a place where there was no more interest. There was just it couldn't generate that anymore, especially in South Africa. So I just think it's it's better. Again, how do we how do you justify what's better? You know, is it more attacking? Is it oh, Who knows? But uh, I just think it's it's the right competition for South Africa now. I think it's going to add massive value to the the what was the Pro Fourteen. I think it's going to make it a a competition where the Premiership in the UK and the French League there starts going. Wow, well, this is something that that has got a bit of strength now, you know. And I think in the past it's always been like a Munster, Leinster, and then why you might get an Edinburgh thrown in there every year, but now
1: <laughs> I wish now,
0: now there's some uh, there's some heat, and I think it's gonna I think it's gonna be really good. I think it's something that's needed.
1: Well, and this affords these teams the opportunity to get involved with the European cups as well. Um, is that the is this the little sneaky door that's going to open the way into Six Nations for South Africa? It seems like people have been talking about that for a while now. Probably,
0: maybe uh, I don't know. It, it's, it's. I think that's definitely will be on the cards. It's. Uh, I think. I think nowadays it's it's probably where the where, where the money's at. So, mm. probably, is that, probably...
1: Would you like to see that? Would you watch a Seven Nations tournament?
0: I mean, I would. I, yeah, I would. I, I would kind of miss the, the all black and, and the, the Australian, uh, you know, regular competition, because I'd hate to see us only play all the all blacks once every three years or something like that. Mm. Or maybe only in two I, I don't know how they're going to work that. So um, I wouldn't like to see it in lieu of that, uh, you know, and, and you know, I'd, I'd, I'd like to see a bit of both to be honest, but I don't know how they're going to make that happen.
1: Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. The, the more tests, the better, but on the other hand, I don't want to lose something we have. Yeah. that's already great. Um, Okay, so that's pretty much all I've got. Um, I am curious. Is there something you're looking forward to just about being in New England once you get here? Is there something where you're like, oh, you know, you know what's going to be nice, X, Y, and Z, uh, or do you have no idea? Do you have a, you know, do you have plans? How are you? Th- how well, are you? I'm
0: I'm pretty I'm pretty excited. Uh, look, I'm excited for this. First of all, I'm excited for the season. I'm excited for the just you know. You know, coaching a new bunch of guys and working with a new team—I'm excited for that. I'm excited for to see new places. I think—I uh, mean, as I say, I don't know America at all. I mean, I know—I know my geography and history well, but I don't know. I've never been to these places and experienced it, so that—that's going to be awesome. Um, I'm keen to actually experience a bit of New England. I mean, uh, you know, uh, as I say, Vermont and Maine, and you know, there's some. Uh, there's some amazing looking places up there and oh, yeah. try the lobster roll. Uh, you know, that's, that's something I need to. Is lobster a
1: thing in South Africa?
0: Gee, it, it, we do you know, they talk more about, I think it's saying crayfish. Eh? We we, 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 ah. we, we, got, we got crayfish, but you can't, it's, it's hell of an expensive. Eh? I mean, you, uh, you're not having, ah, I don't think I've had crayfish, crayfish in about five years. So, <laughs> well, um, it's, yeah, it's
1: so. Here's a here's a New England secret for you, too, because um, everyone here, they're crazy for lobster. You get the lobster rolls. You know, it's everywhere and it's expensive. Um, but back in like the 17th century, if you were an indentured servant coming to New England to work, if you were lucky in your contract, it would say cannot be fed lobster more than five times a week. <laughs> there was so much lobster the the the, the myth at the time was you could just walk to cape cod just just get on the water and just walk across all the lobster backs and uh so it was considered sort of peasant food and now the the tables wow. have turned for sure <laughs> no yeah,
0: so i'm looking forward to that uh i mean there are, there's so much stuff i mean i just just experience the you know culture and just uh, you know people and yeah and I, i'm i'm pretty pumped and in history man i want to go check out all these things in boston man just uh, the Boston tea party site and yeah, man, there's a, the, you know, even to get down to Martha's Vineyard and all those type of places, man, i just, yeah, just a-
1: for sure. They, I, I know people who work on the, the freedom trail in downtown Boston. They awesome. do those tours. Uh, I have myself have done tours in Salem. If you're interested in that kind of stuff. And, oh, brilliant. Witches. Yeah. yeah, It's great. Cool. And uh, I, have, I have friends who still uh, do sort of ghost tours for Halloween there and stuff. Uh, oh, nice. It's pretty great
0: stuff. That's what I'm looking forward to is Thanksgiving. I can't wait for Thanksgiving next year. That's going to be awesome.
1: Oh, it's and something NFL. else.
0: NFL man, I, I I want to go. I want to go to a few NFL. I went to a few NFL games in uh, in London. Oh. Um, but I just I would love to. I just want to get to you know if I can get to as many as I can, then amazing. I want I want to go check out the Celtics. I want to check out the ice hockey. I mean, I... I'm sure. The, uh, the, the
1: the the Patriots wow. are pro- prohibitively expensive, by the way. Yeah, no. <laughs> so your, your first month's check might be your uh, your ticket for that game.
0: Oh uh, you... <laughs> yeah, no! Awesome.
1: There there used to be uh, the Celtics had ten dollars tickets for a few years when they were just trying to get fans in, and then then we got Kevin Garnett one year, and uh, then no more ten dollars seats after that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So are you an NFL fan? Do you watch the NFL? Uh,
0: I'm I'm addicted. I'm addicted.
1: Oh man, that, so that, that Thanksgiving is gonna be great. There's always a, a triple header, and uh, you yeah. Know,
0: and I like I've been watching since I was when I was at Leeds. There was actually an American guy who played with me, Mark McDonald. Oh. he was a little prop. Um played for America too. Uh and he, he was from San Francisco, but he supported the Seahawks. Oh. I used to come in every every week, and I used to I just used to follow him because he used to follow me. I'd be like, "Oh man, they got killed again" or whatever, you know. (laughs) And and slowly as the the years went by, by the third year, I was I kind of like got into them, and I was like, "Oh man, I'm going to watch this," and I started watching. and next thing you know, I, I just was into them. And then I think two years after that, that we, we won the Super Bowl. And the following year the, the Patriots took
1: that Super Bowl. Oh yes, we did. <laughs> oh makes me makes Mal- me Malcolm Malcolm nice. Mal- but- Mal- Butler. We well, all love Malcolm Butler here. Not <laughs> nice, man.
0: Um, so yeah, so I, I've, I've just kind of uh, just been a it's pro, I'm not going to say it too loudly. When I'm, in, I'm going to have to. England's going to have to be my second team, eh? mate.
1: Um, <laughs> Boy, yeah, that that, <laughs> well, that will not fly. We'll keep that. Maybe I'll edit this out. Patriots <laughs> will
0: have to, will have to, will have to. to but growing in, in my heart there. But no, so yeah, I, I just um, yeah, I'm I'm pumped for NFL. I just I love watching it. I just love what it's about. Yeah.
1: Well, you know as. I'm somebody who started with football and then ended up in rugby. And, um, and I always tell people, you know, the NFL is a 60 minute game that takes 180 minutes to play. And rugby is an 80 minute game. that takes 120 minutes to play. So uh, give me the Uh rugby, give me the rugby, please.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I've heard that. The guys all say that just, they just like the continuity of it and the the, the no stops. And then, you know, but
1: yeah, the no commercials, it's, you know, it, it, to be honest, it's like, If you're watching the NFL at a bar with a group of your friends, that's great because you have one minute of action and then you have two minutes to talk about the action you just saw. (laughs) Uh, But watching it by yourself, it is unwatchable. It is an unwatchable (laughs) product. (laughs) And uh, rugby is not like that. Yeah, sure. maybe. So, Coach Matthew, thank you so much for joining me on the Scrum of the Earth. This has been so much fun. It's been an absolute treat. I can't wait for you to arrive. I can't wait for you to sort of settle down and get some roots here in new england uh i can tell you the fans are going to love you uh you're going to be so happy with the support you get our team is going to be great uh i'm just so happy you took time to share some of your time with me and uh i'm really looking forward to talking to you soon did you have anything else you wanted to mention or anything you need to probably not probably no plugs right (laughs) i think we know the plug is you'll be here soon
0: no yeah no Dave. just thanks so much for having me man it's always great to catch up with um with all you guys, the, the Free Jacks. And uh, I think I've, I've had just such good conversations and with everyone I've had to chat to. So I really appreciate it, man. And I look forward to meeting you in person.
1: It sounds like you and Mags are of a mind. It sounds like you two have a very similar sort of vision for how this club is going to proceed and how the future is going to unfold for the Free Jacks. Is that right?
0: Yeah, I think we, we I think we are all on the same page. You know, I think from, from Mags, uh, you know, I, I've really seen his heart on, on, on what he wants to, wants he wants to achieve, yeah. And you know, chatting a lot to Tom Kindly, who's who's mm-hmm. been really great. Uh, you know, I can just see, you know, how much work he puts in. And 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 Mark, Mike, Marky Rogers, you, you know, the assistant assistant coach. We're very much aligned in, in philosophy wise, not just rugby, but actually uh, culturally. Um, so I just I just see it as a really uh, it's a strong spot. Um, we're all on the same page. We all uh, know where we, we want to head. Um, so for me, it's just, it's just really, really positive on all accounts. And I think that's why I think I just want to get over now and, 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 and get cracking. You know? are,
1: are you already thinking about long-term goals? Like, okay, I expect we will make the playoffs by this year, or, or is it just like, let, let me get there and see what I've got?
0: Yeah, look, I, I think I'm, Long term wise, I think the important thing is I need to, I mean, I always have those goals and plans, you know, they're, they're there. But I think initially you need to be, you need to get down at ground level and, and sure. see how everything works and, and how things function. Because longevity of team is and is longevity of, of all that is, is only as good as the pipeline you can create or the players that you can retain. Um, and you know currently it's a seven month season and it's not a full season so you, you just got to work through all the the the, 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 the minutiae of all that those entrapments you know and see where and how you can find those that um what's the word where you can find like the 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 smoothness and things falling on from from one another you know if you know what I mean yeah um, yeah. Well, I think that's what that's important to, to establish in, in the first, in the first couple of months, you know, and and then build on that, I think. But there's no doubt that we want, you know, where we want to go, and and, and you know, we want what we want to achieve. But uh, I've always been a a game to game type of guy. I, I must say, like, if that's not everything, then you're gonna you're gonna miss out on that that that, that long term goal and those those mid term goals. Well,
1: last year we were almost perfect at home we only lost the one game at home but we had a lot of struggles on the road is that one of the things you're going to try to address as soon as you get here or is it just you know just one of the other things
0: yeah i saw been. A, i saw that it's not been a specific thing we were really good here and currently um on the road uh so for for me it's, it's just having a look at what 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 we do um when we go on the road you know what what is the the I mean, look, Ryan Martin's a fantastic coach. He would have had it all down. You know, what we're we doing, or how can we best be prepared for that game? Um, but it's just about seeing if there's if there's any similarities what we did here and we did well. You know, how, how are the players feeling? What you know, what where, where their uh the energy being taken up from where? Where can we find energy, um, especially on the road? You need that, uh, and and then just making sure that we we're consistent in our application of that when it goes well. Um, uh yeah so we'll have a look at all those things i uh, i think road games important home games i think just continuing that that, that same home game uh, streak and that home game tenacity mm-hmm. is, is, will be vital you yeah. know
1: i'm really cu- i'm going to be very curious um it's hard for me to tell right now especially because w- there's there's no crowds at the curry cup but uh, so what would that crowd have looked like for that that final just recently and uh that probably would be much bigger than the the, the Free Jacks, but I think you are going to be very happy with our stadium and, and the support that you see from our, our fans.
0: Yeah, look, it would have been it would have been you know K Cup Finals are always pretty full. I mean, we you know we're talking high thirties, forties, you know forty thousand usually for for Cup Finals. But the stadium I'm from is a capacity of eleven thousand. So right. if we had, had uh, in 2019, or like we did when we were doing well, we were getting about 9,000, 9,000, nine, 10,000 yeah. in the stadium. Um, but it's, 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 it's often better because uh, sometimes you get the big stadiums of 50, but you're only getting 25 or 30 at the ground. Right. And it's not the same because, you know, we're at home, playing at home at Greek was it's, it's tough to come here. We're in the middle of the country. The ground's as hard as rock. And now you've got 10,000 or 8,000 Uh, fans, you know, going mental, you feel it, you know, you feel that and that intensity. And I think, you know, that's the same for the free Jacks. You get a 5,000 seat seat stadium, or um, it is 5,000. Am I right? I
1: I don't know if I I thought it was 3,500. I'm probably wrong though, because uh, they they did move in the middle of the yeah. But
0: that's that, that, I mean, uh, that's what it is. I mean, I played even my school games when we were playing, uh, we used to get you know probably around that seven, thousand 7, five thousand wow. marker. And it was the, the energy and the, and, the, and the excitement and the crowd was, it was palpable and you could feel it, you know, and you can fit it often a lot more than, than some of those big stadiums. Um, mm. Strangely enough. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited about it. I think passionate fans, uh, not many, doesn't ma- always matter how many you've got. If you, can, if you can fill that stadium, then you've got enough.
1: Oh yeah. The, and, and we've got that. Uh, uh, yeah. I I don't know if it ever you know came across your radar, but there was uh, the the famous Patriots victory at home. I think in the first Super Bowl year, and it had just dumped snow, an absolute blizzard. So the fans who did show up were literally kind of shoveling out their yeah. own spaces, and then those fans were throwing snowballs, and it, it looked like fireworks going off in the crowd every time mm-hmm. there was a successful so play. And it's like the harder the weather, the more we want to be there. So <laughs> that's the kind yeah, of fans you're it. gonna have
0: that's great i'm looking forward to that
1: well scott thank you so much for uh, for joining me it's been unbelievable i can't wait for you to come over here again be warned your family's going to be questioning you and and everything you do for about a month and a half at least (laughs) but uh but they'll get over it and so will you and and you're gonna love it here and uh i can't wait to see the impact you have on our beautiful team
0: Uh, awesome i'm excited man great chatting
1: thank you i'll talk to you soon Okay, that definitely does it again Ah, oh, what a week please any comments ideas you have reach out give me your questions and your ideas I am at of scrum I can be emailed via the scrum of the earth at gmail.com What an awesome thing the, the, the fact that the head coach took some time after by the way uh, doing an eight-hour drive that day uh, that's just pretty great that shows you how how all hands on deck we are here in New England. Uh, If you want to help me spread this pod to other rugby fans, please just share, share, share. And if you could bring yourself to leave me a nice review, well, uh, it would be the second one, and I'd be very, very grateful for it. So, as always, thank you for listening. Thank you for coming along with us. Cheers. Talk to you soon, and be well.